Are you ready? Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I said, are you With the hosts you love, Riggs, Keith, Austin, and Peyton. And welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast once again. My name is Riggs. We're here with Peyton, Austin, and Keith. We hope everybody had an exciting and a great, fun week today. We have a great show for everybody. They had a fun week? I had a fun week. It's yeah, been exactly. a wild today, week, I gotta say. I had, I had an awesome week. Exactly. Some say, like, strangling awesome. <laughs> Jeez. Man. <gasps> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so anyways... Uh, we got sports to talk about. We're here in the new studio of the KM Voice Studio. Yes, yes. We want to say a thank you to uh, hooli- Hooligans. Yes, Hooligans. Yes, hooligans, hooligans Boxing. Hands. Yes, Hooligans Boxing Gym. Our producer Tyler and the We Like Sports family and KM Voice. So thank you, everybody. And before we get things started, obviously social media wise, we have our Twitter and Instagram is We Like Sports PC. Uh, Facebook page is We Like Sports Podcast. Go on Facebook.com backslash We Like Sports PC. You can find it nice and easy right there. Easy things and easy life. That's all you need. Um, don't make fun of my hand motions. Um, I'm like really mad from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> um, YouTube wise. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> YouTube wise, the We Like Sports podcast. Um, subscribe somewhere to the left, bottom left. I don't know where it's at. Bottom left. Nope, other side. It's on Austin's side. Bottom left. Yep. Right here? Yeah, close enough. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Click the bell for every new podcast, 9 a.m. on Thursdays. Also, podcast wise, 9 a.m., Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor. And enough of the social media. Later on today, around the 8 or 8.30 hour, we have Cleveland Browns icon. I'll go with icon there. Yes. Pumpkinhead. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Aaron. I'm excited. I'm really fun. excited. There's nothing, better, there's nothing better than an extreme Cleveland sports fan. Right. There's nothing better than that. You, for the Indians, you've got the guy who wears the Wahoo. The, so they died the weird you got John Adams, yeah. I got to bang his drum one time. Oh. I, I was about eight years old. He let me hit it a couple times. You let you bang his drum? Yeah, I banged John Adams' drum. At eight years old. Neat. At eight years old. I got to hit it at Tri-Fest. My dad was watching, so it was all it was fine. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then when you talk okay. about uh, Cleveland's uh, sports fans with the Cavs, you got the sign guy. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. great. And I remember when I was a kid, the Cleveland Browns had this guy, what was his name, like Big Dog? Oh, Big Dog, yeah. yeah. Big Dog, yeah, he wore the outfit, I remember. Okay, but, but can, we, can we all admit the greatest legend in Cleveland sports history is Dick the Hunter. beer guy's here! <laughs> <laughs> I 
didn't see that come out. They're gonna talk about the possum. <laughs> the, the, the possum guy, yeah. Beer guy. The beer the guy. guy. Or else, what about the, the one guy? guy? Always hooked it up. We've always been to like if you've been at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse when there's sports going on. If you've been to Progressive Field, you guys have to know the one guy, the Pepsi guy that gives the Pepsi special. Pepsi the t- Max. And he gives a great. speech as to why Pepsi is the best product yep. you could be having. And then afterwards, he literally just gives a whole entire speech and he was like, it's America's favorite soft drink. Yes, it is. And then he just holds it up no, and it's smiles. Not, not a sponsor yet. Don't say that. No, yeah. We're trying to get that guy yeah. to be a sponsor. If he wants to be a sponsor, Cola Max. Cola Max. Soda. Soda Max. We're from Ohio. Let's yeah, with pop. Pop max. max. There we go. Me and my friend argue about this all the time. It is definitely 100% pop. Yes. Period. Yes. All right. Then soda is like the clear stuff that comes out of the Sprite machine. Pop is everything else. Yes. Yes. I haven't figured this phone out. I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, you to turn it down. Because he's 80 years old. I, you know what? Grandpa Austin just figured out how to get his new iPhone. It's not even an iPhone. It's a really crappy droid from Walmart. <laughs> Are you on the Walmart mobile? Thing? No, it's still through Boost. But Good, because Walmart yeah. mobile sucks. They're not going to be oh, a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I feel like Tom Hamilton, by the way. I know the one time he said something completely ridiculous about a sponsor. or Like, it wasn't a sponsor, but he was like, yeah, they're not sponsoring us anyways. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, exactly. I'm also trying to get him on somehow, some way. Tom Hamilton? Yeah, Wait, I feel like that'd I'm, be very exciting. I just got a message. Bandana Tony is currently watching and he wants to get us to give him a shout out. Bandana Tony! What's up, Bandana Man? Call in later to the show. We'll, we'll be happy to talk to you. The freaking pirate. The pirate. The pirate. <laughs> Man, I miss him. I'm not even a Browns fan. You I miss him. Mi- one doesn't simply miss a pirate. Absolutely. You just accept the fact that he's back on the seven seas. Right. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Well, Changing topics, though. Obviously, I'm trying to do a little something different here. Actually talk sports? Yeah. <laughs> Actually bring back sports as a whole in the middle of a pandemic and I'm have sorry. them social distance like we're social distance right now. I refuse. Never mind. <laughs> Don't get on a rant. I'm not. I already did my show today. But um, anyways, though, I want to do something like start off for like the first half hour, something similar of that sort. So we're going to call it the tip off. And the tip-off is Paul George was almost a Cavalier in 2017, but the Pacers backed out last second, and your team would have been LeBron, Kyrie, and Paul George. I'm sorry. Kevin Love would be on the Nuggets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That 2016 Cavs team was the only possible team that could have beaten the Golden State Warriors at the time in 2016. And in 2017, all the Golden State Warriors did was that Kevin Durant and got so much better. It didn't matter. And you could have added, you could trade Kevin Love for any other player in the NBA at that time, and they still would not have beaten that Golden State Warriors. That's a fair assessment. I, I, I can I can honestly believe that. I mean. I was mad about the after the 2016 season because I felt like the core of the roster and the and all those athletes like they just, well, everybody's they just broke split. apart. Yeah. Exactly. Like nowadays, if you look at our uh, roster from our championship team, who's still on there? Right. Exactly. Um, nobody. Yeah, Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love really, that's it. Right. Yeah, and at the same yeah. time, is I don't want to blame Dan Gilbert in front office for not wanting to spend the money or all the stuff like that. Like you're allowed like, to. Oh, I'm allowed to. Well, I mean, he he should have spent more money, but at the same time, maybe LeBron knew that you know I'm going to be exiting out. 
out of here pretty soon. Maybe he knew that. And then you heard that supposedly him and Kyrie Irving were having in-house drama over some big brother, little brother type stuff. I also don't think that anybody else in the NBA would have sold out as hard as Kevin Durant did to come to the Cavs to play under LeBron and Kyrie for just one or two years. years, Nobody would have done that. If LeBron would have had a contract in place where he was signed for multiple years, maybe four or five years, then maybe. But he had no guaranteed contract. He was out. He was out. He was in out. 2018, yeah. he was out. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Because yep. he refused to sign a long-term contract. Right. And I could not see anybody selling out to come to Cleveland, of all places. And that, that sucks, and, right. and, and have LeBron leave, just like he did the Anton Jameson. Wow, yeah. Wow. Just remember, yeah. Cleveland, we're not Detroit. Exactly. In the words of Mike Pope Jr., shout out to him. But I've always heard people say, oh, well, if Golden State never would have got Kevin Durant, we would have been trading championships. And I wholeheartedly believe that. I also believe that Kevin Durant going to the Warriors was their cheat code. Yeah. Now, if we would have got Paul George with with, uh, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, that would have been our cheat code? I'll I'll tell you what. If we could have gotten Paul George without giving up Kevin Love, that would have been the cheat code. If we could have all four of those guys, that would have given – that Golden State team to run for their money, I think. But if you give up Kevin Love and you have Paul George in replacement, you don't have that. That the, the reason we won that that 2016 championship is because Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love played at their peak performance, and they were big guys. That's and true. They had was no big peak, guys. Right? And here's another thing too: they talk about LeBron's block. They talk about Kyrie's shot. If you look Kevin at the Love's defense, yes, Kevin Love's defense on yeah. Steph Curry, he had him locked he, down. He, oh, he should have been, been a locksmith. That's how bad he had him locked down. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys, Richard Flowers, he ended up commenting on our uh, live stream saying, "Who stopped the trade from being made?" It's actually the Pacers because they ended up getting wind that Kyrie Irving wanted out. So once they ended up figuring that out, they didn't necessarily want to do that to Paul sure. George. So good sure. on him. But I mean, yes. again, it seems that like Paul George and like Kyrie leading like the building blocks, I guess, to leaving. Like I don't think LeBron would have left if Kyrie would have stayed. Exactly. If they meshed together, like we would still if be it, looking if at they it. meshed together though. But they didn't, right? I mean, that's that's the bigger picture. He was gonna leave. LeBron James was gonna leave. Yes. Period. It was just was he gonna take Irving with him? Yeah. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Was was he gonna take Kyrie with him? I don't know. And you know what pissed me off too is the fact that when he signed the Supermax at LA, they're like, you know, rumor has it Kyrie Irving might be going to LA. It's like, dude. You literally left because you couldn't play with LeBron. You didn't get the ball enough. And again, too, I've heard so many stories about Kyrie Irving that he's just a weird individual. Like, yeah, but I've I heard mean, he's my favorite ball player, though. <laughs> yeah, but like he's been dodging like. Obviously, like after games, like he would go, him and LeBron would both go like the secret way. This is coming from an undisclosed security guard when I was working the MAC tournament. Like I was just shooting the crap with them. And like I was just hearing all these stories about like Kyrie Irving and um, LeBron James, how they'd avoid people in gatherings. And Kyrie's the type of person that put the hood up and would just go straight to the park and grab some people wouldn't know it's Kyrie Irving. Another thing, too, that I wholeheartedly believe. Kyrie Irving. Exactly. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Kyrie Irving has not been the same since he's left the Cavaliers. He went to Boston. Yeah, he possibly, they seen a nice playoff run, but I felt like his conditioning on his body wasn't the exact same. Like, LeBron James is a monster. He is a machine. He knows how to condition himself. He can help you with that. And I think that if LeBron and Kyrie would have 
stayed together as a one-two combo, maybe Kyrie Irving wouldn't have had a bad injury like he did in Boston and in Brooklyn. I feel like he took a step back by that, leaving us. Yes. I yeah, I agree with that with the, the, the conditioning part, but can we also admit that LeBron just makes every player he's around that better. much better? That's yeah. the best thing. Hold on. True. I saw something. They said that about Jordan. Thank you, Dale. They've said that about everybody, but you're right. If LeBron James doesn't leave, Kyrie has that competition, that big brother competition. I want to be like you. Now he's conditioning just as hard as James yes. is. Now he's conditioning for the longer run, for that, you know, for the for the move. And what happens at that time? Do you know what I mean? What happens at the end of that? I want I mean, to pull we, up the we, Cleveland Cavaliers season too when they made it to the NBA Finals the first time around because that roster was trash. Oh, so those seven all yeah, Holy Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Marshall, Eric Snow, Sasha Popovich, yeah. Daniel Gibson, Drew Gooden, Larry Hughes, Drew Nasalgowskis, the Cleveland legend himself. And he is a legend. He is here. He is a legend here. Yeah, yes. That's it, though. Anderson Verasio. You can't. You can't win an NBA championship with one legend and one local legend. You need multiple legends on a team. You need the talent. But back then, not necessarily, like because you didn't have no. You didn't have stacked teams. You didn't have big threes back then, but you had San Antonio that was meshed back then. San Antonio was a big three. Yeah, Bruce Bowen, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim. Duncan, that's that, four right that's there. Four right but, there. But it's not and like but that was all I, I, together. I'm sorry, true, but true, I, true. I, 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 believe, I believe the Pistons, even in that 07 season, had a big four. She was Ben Wallace, Chauncey Bills, Rip Hamilton. Mm-hmm. They were all awesome. And Tayshawn Prince. And Tayshawn Prince, too. yeah. You had, you, had, you had just, they were all guys that you could put them on any team and they'd succeed. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent too. But they didn't have the stacked teams. I don't. Th- I still don't think that that's. A, I think that that is a stacked team like we see today. I, yeah, I think Miami Heat started the whole stacked team, and I. Our, Boston our, Celtics. Oh, no, no. See, here's the thing. Boston Celtics got lucky by the luck of the Irish, and no pun intended. Danny Ainge, their general manager, was lucky enough to throw out to Minnesota and Tampa or whatnot, and say, "Okay, I want Kevin Garnett. Okay, I want Ray Allen. Oh my God, they." Actually, bit Seattle yeah. dummies. Now I got to take them. Yeah. Now they won a championship. Where supposed to, you know, Garnett or Ray Allen never said, "Hey, I'm going to do a live TV special and, and announce where I'm going on national TV." It was great management. Yeah, great management and stupid GMs just like throwing no, no, Ray Allen's. No, 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 appreciate the talent that you have and get off your high horse and your ego. Us small market teams, we will go to bat for you every single day if you just deliver on your promise as an athlete. I mean, look at Kevin Love. He's respected by everybody in Cleveland, no matter what, if he stays or goes, because he signed a contract after LeBron left, and he's... He's in not he the greatest centerpiece, but he is the centerpiece of the Cavs right now. He is. He and when you have him and Andre Drummond, like the fact Andre Drummond wanted to come to the Cavs or was actually like willing to, and like let's say for example you're able to have Andre Drummond and also Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, if they end up staying together somehow in the future, 
That's crazy because but Andre Drummond is, in my opinion, with the way that Cleveland is right now, he's too good of a player. And that's the point, though. If you look at it like you were talking, you made a good point. If Kyrie doesn't leave, he's got LeBron James to hold him accountable, right? But the way LeBron James left pissed everybody off in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And if you're twice. in Cleveland, twice, it pissed you off. Now you're starting to see people who did not leave like that. Do you know what I'm saying? They didn't leave like that. So now you have Love, right, who yeah. is actually admired here because he's decent, because he's real, right? He's a real person. He sees Cleveland as, you know what, this is my home. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. This yep. is where I want to be. The Terry Francona feels the same way. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. exactly. My, my only issue when it comes to Andre Drummond, though, is he reminds me, I'm not saying, I think Andre Drummond is a lot more skilled than the person who wants to drop, but like a Timothy Mozgov. Timothy, yeah. I mean, where he's a guy who has an effect early in the game, yeah. but when the fourth quarter comes, the last eight minutes, he's not going to be on the court. Yeah, right. He's not going to be on the court. And you have to build your team around guys who are going to be on the court in the last couple minutes of the game, not guys who make an impact, but when it comes down to... Not going to have eight ball envy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got eight yeah. ball envy. You can't get the eight ball in his last you, shot. You, you, that's you, notice there's, you, you notice there's, in any NBA game nowadays, if, if it's a three-point game, you don't see centers unless in the if, game at all. Yeah. Unless if it's, it's, all it's the it's all, it's all, It's all making shots, making points. Yeah. Nobody's going, driving to the lane at that point. But that's the way of the game now. Yeah. We've it's talked about different. history and what happens. To, like, you look at baseball, football, bad. They, they have to adapt. Everybody wants to see them drain that three. Everybody wants yeah. to see that buzzer beater. I mean, mm-hmm. So you're getting people in there that have that skill set in the last 20 seconds. And look at all your centers now. Be. Your centers. Uh, Tristan Thompson <laughs> developed a three-point shot in, in 2019, made his first three-pointer ever. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins, awesome. a three-point shooter. Al Horford, which is a power forward and a center, three-point shooter. Yeah. But like you have all these big guys, like DeMarcus Cousins and the freaking skills competitions, you didn't hear that when we were all kids. No. That was no, unheard of. Right. Right. Like it's just nah, the game right. has changed and like look you guys are saying with the three-pointers, like everybody's like, all right. I mean, look at the Houston Rockets, the best example. They're throwing up games that are 140 to 120, and they're shooting records worth of 43-point attempts or making 43-point attempts, and it's ridiculous. And sadly, too, to continue on the point, look at all the kids now. Like, Keith, you have kids, and I'm pretty sure when they grow up, if they want to be a basketball player or utilize a basketball player, it's more than likely going to be Steph Curry because they enjoy well, yeah, that, that three-pointer. Three-point, yeah. Luckily, it's not I mean, driving in my, and dunking anymore. My, my right. niece is currently playing like you know, uh, you know, like the travel basketball now. She's about thirteen. Sure. How do they guard six feet apart? But they they can't. But when she gets back to it, but her favorite player is Kyrie Irving, and I'm like, thank God. Sure. Because Kyrie sure, Irving at least. is a true basketball yes, player. Yes, that is he my favorite do, basketball he do, player. Yeah, he can, yes. do, I mean, he like, can do everything. He can drive the lane. He can shoot three. The handles on the and ball. The, everything. Steph Curry is just... Triple, triple, shoot. Yes. It's all about the points. If you it's like in baseball, it's about like hitting dingers. Only. Right. Yep. I, I want to hit dingers. Dinger. That's all I want to do. I don't right. want to lay a bump down. I don't want to do anything. Right. I don't want the man to get from first. I don't want to. I don't want to hit the ball on the right side for a hit and run. But see, I'm hitting a dinger. But that's see, what that, the kids are learning with three points. But shot. see, that's the problem now too, because kids want to be like that. That's why you're seeing all these floppers. That's why you're seeing all these actors. But back in the day, when you were, when you're, especially Cleveland, when you were down by a certain amount of points, you used to say, "We need a hot dunk to get everybody." 
way back in the crowd. Yeah. Back yeah. Now it's we need somebody to drain a three from 60 feet back. No, no, no. I don't want to see that. I want to see somebody go in the paint, rough some elbows, drive through somebody, right. lay it down, and then let's get the crowd up. Let's get it going. It's the same thing with baseball. Nowadays it used to be, man, I want to see that double. You know, I want to see a rally. No, no, I don't want to see a rally. Just hit a home run. Just hit a home run. Just exactly. No, no, I want to see bases. I want to see two outs, two balls, two strikes. You know, it's, it's bad. I want to see that. And, like, the thing is with, like, the baseball scenario, too, and, like, I would have to agree that, like, the dunk, especially when LeBron was around, like, if you dunk it, no matter what, like, there's still, thankfully, like, that core group of fans that will get fired up and bring you, like, back into the game when there's a dunk. I don't see nearly the same energy when you're shooting a three to tie up the game. Like, I get it, but when you slam a dunk, you're slam dunking. You're making it your own. Yeah, and then with baseball, too, like, I'd rather have the situation that, like, the home run's awesome. You get fireworks, explosions, sweet. But I also enjoy the fact that I have, like, the drum behind me. John Adams beating on his drum and hearing runners in scoring position. And when that's going on, you know, it's like, you're like a trained monkey at that point. You're literally at the point, like, oh, hey, this guy's drumming. What's this mean? All right, there's a guy in second, at least, so there's at least a 50 that 50 shot. Man. Yeah. That adrenaline yeah, the, rallies, the rallies get you going. Yeah. And that's yeah, one yeah, of the few exactly. baseball stadiums, too. Baseball bar, ballparks outside of sound effects that actually have that natural feel to like a drum and like clapping yeah. at the hands because well, not Houston, too many people Houston have, have trash cans. We have drums. Yeah. I'd rather have drums <laughs> over trash cans. Hell though. yeah. But like compared to like sound <laughs> effects, though, like literally it is not the same. Like no, no matter what, I haven't, I want to go to more like baseball stadiums and like make that 30 ballpark tour. If you guys want to come along, I yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, Let's make you it imagine doing a podcast at every stadium. Every stadium. I wish yeah, we would have saw Yankee Stadium when we were in New York. I've been there. Dude. I was at Yankee Stadium, the the old one. I mean, the, oh, the, right, the, right. the house Ruth built, man. Like I was in that, so that was cool for me. Like that My was, favorite thing I've that was do, awesome. I got to touch the Green Monster at Fenway Park. That's I pretty also, bad. I uh, to touch uh, Green Monster. Manny Ramirez. Uh, he was taking fly balls out there. He sees me. I'm wearing a No More Garcia Parra shirt. Ooh, I'm, about, oh, yeah. I'm about 13, 14 years old. He sees me. He sees my dad with an Indian shirt behind me. He's always like, oh, it's the Cleveland boys. Tosses me a ball. I go to catch it. And some, oh, I hate Boston people. <laughs> just whacks my arms. Some wall bird. Just falls right out of my hands all the way through. He whacked me. Like, it was past interference. It was worse than the, uh, than the New Orleans, uh, LA. It was past interference. Game. Oh, it wow. was worse than that. I was thinking I mean, more he so. He hacked it. What was that? I was so mad because Manny, Manny threw a ball to me. Like, like I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I what was the it. one guy from the Cubs, the dude that, uh, in the playoffs ended up reaching over? And he was banded. Oh, oh Bartman! Remember yeah. Bartman? Steve Bartman? Yeah. 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 He got death threats. Oh, like, yeah. oh hell yeah, he did. But I wonder when they do that. When they beat us in 2016, don't bring it up. I understand, but I felt like I don't know if they did. They should have had him at their victory. They should. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he should be on. Remember when? Remember when the Cavs won the championship? They had who was it? Ernest Biner fumbled on on the two yard line. They had him a part of the parade. Steve Bartman should have been the same. What? Remember yeah. the one guy that streaked down the court for the Cavs? I think it was during the 2016 like, yeah, playoffs, too. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, he got banned. And didn't like LeBron like, like pat him on the head or something yeah, like that? Yeah, but he was also naked, too. I give LeBron a lot of credit. It's like, hey, naked dude, like, way to go. You, you, know, you got right? your limelight. Want, want to hear a funny streaking story? That I, was I, you, I, right? About, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depends how many claws deep I am. Claws? <laughs> Come on, man. man. Like, white claws seven out of well down. I'm slimming down a little bit. One more claws. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at you, 
Yeah, alright. But all right. I was about 10 years old and I'm watching a high school football game. Please don't tell Fire me. Fire And there's a streaker running across the field. He gets to the fence, climbs up halfway, sees there's barbed wire. Tosses his clothes over the barbed wire, tries getting over it, the cops catch him, and they march his naked butt all the way across the field in front of everybody. And I'm just a 10 year old kid, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Man, wow. that's hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> if anyone was there at that day, that story he just told, please let us know here on the We Like Sports podcast. It was a Parma High School football game at Byers Field. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, after the, the, so uh, the idea of the tip off was to like, kind of get things going, which it obviously did. Like, it actually sounds like a good idea to just have like a core topic from now on to just start the show and then just get things rolling. So sure. that's a good idea. Um, when we come back, uh, I, I don't know if Pumpkinhead's ready yet. We'll find out. But I'm thinking 830 is more than likely the situation in which we'll have the interview with Pumpkinhead. But when we come back, we'll be talking some NBA, NFL, maybe a little bit of baseball. So stay tuned. Check it out on the We Like Sports podcast. And we'll be back after this. Need to spice up your website? Grab some attention on your Facebook page? Need an intro outro for your YouTube channel? KM Voice will do it all. Pump up your profits and add some video advertising on your channel. Add some fire to your marketing campaign. Do you want to advertise on the radio and want a professional to handle your audio? Well, guess what? We do that too. From writing the script to producing the finished product, we take the pain out of advertising. Need to add voice to your company's training video? Yep, leave it to us. Send us a message on Facebook at KM Voice or give us a call at 440-213-2860. That's 440-213-2860. Production doesn't have to be a hassle. We give you the best because you deserve the best. Send us a message or call now. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled through your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the We Like Sports podcast once again with... Riggs, Peyton, Austin, and Keith from the Life Sports Podcast. Huh? Why am I last? It's just the way I went. I apologize. Why is his head sideways? That's another good question. He's CC. Why is Austin red? I am like a lobster. No, I'm just kidding. You like belong in a Wolf of Wall Street movie. Uh, before, hold on, I do gotta say this. One of our, so the guy that does the vets, the veterans no sports podcast through the Cam voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just said that a big reason 
why LeBron and Kyrie were going at it was because LeBron disrespected Kyrie's dad on numerous occasions and several times and several occasions wouldn't shake uh, Kyrie's dad's hand. But, I don't know why. But why would you do that? That's your team member and that's, you know, his father, his parent. Like, that's disrespectful. Even like, if you're a germaphobe, just give him a fist bump. Exactly. Like, you know, like, I've met your I met your mother before. But, you know, I meet your parents. You know, I'm not going to just sit here and just ignore them or just sure, respect sure. them. That's, that's, that's dang Who rude. Would? Who would do that? A big-headed ego piece of crap. That's who would do it. Yeah, honestly. Dude, look, sports athletes, this is when it comes down to it, sports athletes are children's heroes. Yes. Yeah, shouldn't be like that. I think the military should Especially be. Especially if, like, oh, but, yeah, yeah. but, like, kids, too, that see these athletes. Like, let's yeah. say, for example, like, obviously, like, you don't get VIP just, like, usually, like, obviously, Kyrie's dad could be sitting courtside, but still, sure. it's like, you see LeBron walk up to this man and just be like, yeah. And then just nothing, and just no sales. And it's like, dude, like, what is that's so disrespectful. That? Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a kid sees that you're going to be disrespectful like that. What's the point? Of acting like that if you're a big star. Don't you get into the game for the fans? Yeah. Isn't that why they don't want to get back to it? Because the fans aren't in there and they believe they want to play for the fans? They play for the fans, stop acting like a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Right? Unfruitful. I mean, that's fair. And just a quick message, though, before we end up going into our next topic, though. Pumpkinhead will be joining us about 8.30 when we get back from that break. So stay tuned, Browns fans. Uh, I know you guys are excited. Are they yes, zooming in? We are very we're, excited, Peyton. We're zooming We are in. very excited. Yeah, I can I tell you're getting you, very red in the face there. <laughs> no, I know I'm already red. Now, you know, because mainly, like, this is your show, your product, your dream. It's yours, too. I understand. I appreciate that. But where's the Steelers, like, uh, super fan at? Like, what's his name or do her name? Do they even have a super fan? You know, I don't even think they do have a super fan. Just they a have, yellow bridge. Yeah, it's no, Miles Garrett. <laughs> they have guys that like have like obviously like Mason painted Rudolph's up. <laughs> they have guys that are like painted up and have like the steel beam on their head, but like that's you could get that anywhere though. It's n- not anything creative in They're my like opinion. The Packers, they all cheeseheads, just steelheads. Hey, it's better than cheese whiz, right? Unoriginal. But uh, anyways, Shit. though, obviously this past weekend though, during Memorial Day weekend, they had Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Uh, for COVID-19 relief. Um, they ended up having Charles Barkley, a couple other guys announcing it, and they hit them all like in like curtains and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, JT, one of the other announcers, ended up calling out uh, Chris uh, Chris Barkley, Charles Barkley, because... He was a knucklehead? Pretty much. You so know. we're going to play that clip for you right then and there. You knucklehead. JT, you can't call me fat on TV. That's bullying. <laughs> I'm gonna call HR on you. Fuck, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna call HR on you. <laughs> 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 you never hit. I'm gonna call HR. You know, <laughs> but like, just the whole entire thing. Like, obviously, Her. like. Out of all of us right now, if any of us looks like golf fans, it's probably Austin with his sunglasses, his button down. He doesn't look like a golf fan. He looks like he looks like he's a male escort. I, like I feel like I should pay you money to be here right now. I mean, I thought you did. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely, you're the best but male you, escort. You don't, wanna, you, don't wanna see, <laughs> you don't want to see me on a golf course. I hit triples down the right field line. Triples, when I, yeah. But when I drive, I can golf. 
I can't. I one can, round. I can, iron, I'm good I can do irons round. and I can do the putter, and that's about it. I can't I golf at all. I can't drive at all. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Rick's is laughing because he's actually the secret golfer. He's the Tiger Woods out of all of us. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was it the male escort then? Yeah. <laughs> all right. He's actually the male escort. That's the thing. Oh, but swings. <laughs> But anyways, though, with the whole entire, like, golf world, though, like, not everybody's a golf fan, obviously. Obviously, you're not watching it outside of being a very, very, very casual fan and watching it maybe for the Masters. But, like, you have people tuning in because you have two NFL legends playing and partnering up with them. You have It's the only reason I watch commercials anymore, because Manning's in all of the commercials. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 but I, th- I think it doesn't. It doesn't even matter what sport they're playing. They can be playing like you know. Uh, they can play Parcheesus. It, it's it's seeing the people that we've grown accustomed to. Yeah. Competing against yeah. each other, and that's it. Doesn't matter whether we just want to see competition right now because that's so repelled from it. And just even though it was golf, I I don't mind golf. I enjoy it. But seeing Peyton and Tom Brady, who had this bit of rivalry, and they're throwing jabs at each other and too. And yeah, and, and they're which is awesome. That way. I mean, which is awesome. awesome, right? I mean, they're always going to be competitive athletes amongst one another, whether they're wearing pads and a helmet or not. And you know, I can just only imagine when these guys are with their families. Like, oh, you imagine yeah, him like yeah. trash talking his wife, yeah, or something like, like that. You, know, you ever see that commercial with Peyton Manning, where yes. he's, he's playing, he's playing, he's playing catch with all the kids, and he's just oh. throwing. The bag, yeah, yeah. He's, he's dogging these six-year-old kids running routes. Sometimes that's <laughs> all you have once you retire. Right? Right. But like, yeah, you're right. He right. like just a whole entire thing. Like I know Tom Brady. Like they they were asking about like caddies, obviously, and they're like, well, like I don't know. Peyton Manning was like, I don't know if I need a caddy at all. I have the best screen reader in Tiger Woods. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and he was like, you know, obviously uh, Tom Brady. He would have Gronk as his caddy. He retired from football, took a year off, went and wrestled, and now come join me in. Tampa Bay. That's my caddy. He does anything that he listens to for Tom Brady. It's like literally that was just such a subtle jab and it was funny because like you don't get that in post-game interviews for the NFL. No one got their feelings hurt. (laughs) Riggs, hold on. Riggs got his feelings hurt. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I don't want to go down this road. No, we have. (laughs) You you need a release. You got 35 seconds. Go. I understand that uh, professional athletes are humans too, uh, male and female, but at the end of the day, I think we watch enough sports, enough professional wrestling, enough anything to watch, to know a good match and a bad match, a good a good show and a bad show. Because we critique what you do on TV, that does not mean we hate you or dislike you. You're a public figure on TV. If you don't want to be judged, if you don't want to be critiqued, get out that business. Man, he didn't even swear. Dude, you were like, that was like rap god. That was, that's literally the reason why I wore a shirt when I wrestled for the first two years. I don't want people judging the way I look with a shirt off. (laughs) But you have, but you have enough confidence to go out there and do it. Yeah, you also say you have a nice body. But that's the thing, he's right. Public figures are public figures. I've said this for years. If you're, if you're an athlete, don't have a political opinion. Just shut the hell up. Because then when we come back with a political opinion on you, you then get ass hurt, butt hurt about it. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you said this and you said... But you started it because you had to say something stupid or something I didn't agree with. Listen, I don't watch you to hear your political opinions. I watch you to shoot a ball, to hit a ball, or kick a ball, or catch a ball. Other than that, shut up, right? I agree. I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I hate that. But... That's it. You're good. Nope. Are you good? Over. Keith, are you good? 
No, Ohio's still closed because of COVID. Where's my 37 seconds? You don't get 37 no, seconds. Right. The last time you did that, that podcast went off the rails. With Brandon <laughs> that wasn't me. The, that was the Delight them. Cafe podcast. No, you, you made me giggly bits over there go a little wild. I hate you, Mike Dwine. God, Austin, your chest looks super red. Did you Mad Dog Pierce get a hold of you again? <laughs> Allie Gordon. <laughs> well, Allie, come on. That's Allie Cat. She's a little feisty one. The answer is yes. She almost got arrested like two times uh, last week. Man, you just gave her a Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> say that on air that. Maybe she's just an angel. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Hey. Hi, Allie. <laughs> Allie is the perfect person. Allie, Allie, Allie is trouble. Mad Dog Pierce's like, tag, tag team, team partner. partner. Like those two. Uh, if there's two girls in any place causing a ruckus, those two will come there and you're in trouble. You are, <laughs> you are like 80. A ruckus? Yeah. How is it a ruckus? He can't figure out how to turn his phone off. Listen, I'm 80. What? Let's get back to golf, all right? Golf. <laughs> but uh, anyways, though, with golf, like, it's the whole entire ordeal, though, that they were taking jabs at each other. Like, Tom Brady apparently still has the clutch gene even outside of football. Like, he was, I think they're, like, a couple strokes behind. <laughs> you guys cannot read comments out. Oh, my God. As you were. But, sorry. Like, they're a couple strokes behind, and actually, our producer Tyler's actually going to be playing that clip here soon. And he's just, from behind, he ends up chipping it in for about 150 yards. It's like, Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness! Oh, you made it! <laughs> The show. Oh no, they didn't show. Oh. Their air high five was like this. It's like high five. That you're like, oh, okay. All I want right. to see Tom Brady throw a golf ball as hard as he can. That is, that's how the world goes off its axis. really wouldn't go that far. We can't let that Tom happen. Brady's got a, he throws ducks. Oh, I don't know. Say, you, you can't like, deflate a golf ducks. ball. He, thro- <laughs> he throws ducks. He's he not, throws ducks. Look at Mr. He's a smart. He's a system quarterback. Oh, He's also the greatest of all time because he's been in the greatest of all time system. Wow. That is true. I'm that very is, interested is, wow. to see how he turns out in Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm obviously he is question, very question. The four-letter network, I was watching it before Peyton came and picked me up for the show, and they said, out of the NFL quarterbacks, who has more pressure this year, Dak Prescott or that. Tom Brady? We'll get to that a little bit later because I do want to discuss Dak Prescott pretty much denying money. You know. What? I don't know what the hell that means, but we're on the big screen. What's that even mean? I don't know. Are we at a bar on the big screen? That'd be awesome. Hi guys, this is the We Like Sports Podcast. We're at a bar. I like Curtis Matthews. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi mom. Everyone, everyone over at Curtis and Babies, hello. Oh, the big uh, screen. There we go. Yeah, right, right. Dave says Tom Brady could swallow a golf ball through a garden. I was going to say that. I was going to say that, but I stopped myself, Dave. Oh my God. He's probably right, though. It's like I heard that. I kept Dave, going on the Dave is the one that was compl- uh, that was dogging me about coming from church the other week. Yeah, well, I heard coming from golf. No, you went from no. church from golf. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I guess that's where you the look good. Sorry, the strip club. So you even got the sunglasses hanging off. Like that pisses me off. Like you look like. <laughs> Should the- I wear them? No, no, no. Anyways, there we go. Well, we try to get it back on track, though. Also, too, like with the smack talk, like it was. 
Tom Brady, like, no, it was Tiger Woods approaching, like, the golf course, and, like, Peyton Manning was, like, trying to intimidate, like, Tom Brady, and he was like, hey, man, like, Tiger's got the stripes on, it's Sunday, like, be aware, and then he ended up making a comment about <laughs> not being afraid of pretty much too many teams outside of one, and Tyler, when he's ready, he's going to end up playing that, though, for us, too, but, like, just these key jabs, though, made golf so entertaining for a non-golfing fan. Sure. Yeah. Playing against. Tigers are pretty good closer. Same colors, though. <laughs> and it's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. <laughs> kind of in between those. Inside that cup. Exactly. You're here. These aren't the Falcons you're playing against. Tigers are pretty good closer. <laughs> Same colors, though. <laughs> and good stuff. It's the Eagles that I cringe, bro, not the Falcons. Remember, though, against the, the Eagles, when Nick Foles, the back right, quarterback, between those... the biggest cojones ever, apparently. Uh, <laughs> big golf balls. Big old golf big balls. Richard Nick is what they call him. Big what? Richard D. Oh. Another word. I thought, I thought, I thought that's They call him Big Richard Nick. Yeah, yeah you're D right. Nick. That's what they called him after. Big D won. Nick. Big D Nick. And it, 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 it rhymed really nice. <laughs> I almost got that t-shirt. But, but watching stuff like this, it, it kind of gives me hope for all sports. Because this is just golf. There's, not, there's golf isn't popular. But, but, and it is but, not that entertaining but, to the, me. The only right. sport I can really think of that's really mic'd up is the NFL. But yes. you don't hear that until afterwards. Having these live mic ups is really entertaining. I think it's a game. And I think I think I think it would be great for the sport of golf alone if you had the guys really, really mic'd up instead of just catching glimpses. Sure. And you had them saying, yeah. and, and you encourage them to be entertainers yeah. as well it as shows great that they have personality. Too. Because they literally because they're, they're known for fl- flamboyantly like dressing and standing exactly. out. Like that Ricky Fowler's. And I see Ricky Fowler dressing in a creamsicle suit. I, I wanna hear what's coming out. Of his, out of his mouth. That's I, I think that'd be great. Oh, I'll give him some lessons. Don't you worry. need to. <laughs> You're right, though. Sitting but, there listening, like the MLB All Star game, yes. that was so freaking fun. awesome. It was awesome to hear those players talk. It was awesome to hear these guys. You know, and a lot of them were going back and forth with each other. You know, the the, the pitcher, the bat. Yeah. That was awesome. And like yeah. spring training yeah. too to go with it. When we had spring training, like literally, I've yeah. seen videos of Chris Bryant. And he was like, oh, two two count, thinking fastball inside. It's actually a fastball inside. He hits that foul. He's booking it down the first base side, and he goes, oh, I don't want to do this again. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> Take me out. Like, it's yeah. like, that's entertaining. And, like, if you look at it, like, the new group of fans that you want to have, like, the kids now that are, like, obviously you're not going to get mic'd up in middle school or high school or rec ball, but, like, down the line, it's like, not only do I get paid millions of dollars, possibly, not only do I get paid to be an athlete, but if I want to be an entertainer as well, I could be an entertainer. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you think Dwayne The Rock Johnson became such a huge star? They put Absolutely. a microphone in front of his mouth. And just let, let him go. Let him go. You can do that with any athlete in any sport, and they could be become more than just a baseball player, more than a basketball player. They can become a superstar in, in all sorts of different like, ways, you know? Understood. I mean, like, I've seen Derek Jeter in, like, a movie or two. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Tom Brady and Ted. Could, could, could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Could imagine guys like that who had the opportunity to be mic'd up and you learned not only their skill in their sport, but also their personality? Look, the, the whole point is you got to remember these people are people, too. Yep. Yeah. I know that sounds dumb. 
these people. They're playing the too, game to get but, paid a lot of money, but again, it's a game, and they're getting like again. I hate using this example over and over again, beating a dead horse. But Zach Plesac is a prime example that we got to interview him, and it's like, yeah, you're a hundred percent a human being. You're in limbo right now, just like everybody else. Yeah, you have a personality. You let it show on an interview. More people, more radio shows, more podcasts, more people are going to be willing to reach out to you because of your personality outside of just your play alone. More people are going to relate to you. And that's what you want. You know, you, whenever you hear about like, like Francisco Lindor smiles, did you know he's having fun in the game? Gang Plesek says it all the time in the game. Yeah. Mr. Smile. Mr. Smile. Mr. Smile. You know, when he turns around and like starts pointing at people and saying, you want to hear what he's saying. You know, he's something stupid. You know, like he made that awesome play. I want to hear him talk to himself you just want that to happen. You There's know one I mean? thing like I want to end up pulling up too. It was something of the Indians. Obviously, STO had the 22 game win streak going on, <laughs> and it was something that was said. I forgot what exactly. I'd have to end up pulling up that video a little bit sure. later on. But the fact, though, that literally it was like a little backstory of like, well, Francisco Lindor was up in that 22nd game. He was ready like they had a feeling that they were going to win they were going to come back they were down by one they ended up having that run driven in it's 2-2 Jose Ramirez hits a double Jose Ramirez is feeling it and it was like some kind of joke too and I'm like I actually like that because you didn't know that backstory at the time. Right. It took three years How later old? to find that out. You know there's people who have never played a sport before we're all lucky to have played a sport we're all lucky. <laughs> We're all lucky to have played a sport, so you know that team really feeling. Play. <laughs> Listen, I bowled in high school. I played baseball for two years in high school. I played baseball and rec ball before high school. Listen, I played okay. sports, pal. I thought I was Tony Hawk from age eleven to eighteen. So, so we're about the, the same age. Me and no. no. Me and Austin was talking. Hey, this is a conversation. So see your way out. I'm deed over. You are deed over. Anyways, the people have played sports. More like D6. Know exactly what it's like. Listen, don't make fun of Kyogo Heights High School, right? (laughs) Railing it back in. (laughs) Know what it's like to have that fan, you know, to play, to get that hyped up, to get that adrenaline, to be like, oh man, I'm at the plate, two outs. You know what I mean? You're going home. You're either going home a very happy person or you're going home, head hung low, sandals on, pissed off in the car, mom wants you to do ice cream and you're like, screw you, I don't want ice cream, I want to go home and and do nothing. No sprinkles either because sprinkles are for winners. That's right. Like I was saying, like, there's days like where I wish I played organized sports growing up. Like, I watched my roommate, best friend, Brian, he's playing, you know, my NBA game, and I'm pacing behind him with my arms crossed like I'm a coach just sitting here like, Tyron Lou over here. Yeah, like, all right, do the two, three split, blah, 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 blah. Like, all right, Brian, call a timeout. But I'm like, man, why, why didn't I not do that instead? But everything happens for a reason. Why didn't you coach? Why didn't you play the video game? What are we going with here, Rich? Why didn't I just play sports in general? But because here's the thing, though. There's still time that, like, I feel like I'm a motivational speaker right now. There's still time, though. Like, there's Softball leagues. Obviously, it's not as competitive for baseball. Make the announcement. I start my softball league Monday, and I could not be more than. Well, happy I want to play like Tuesday or next Tuesday. I yeah. want to play. I played in the MSBL, the, the men's senior baseball league, and it's it's like twenty to, to forty or whatever. That was competitive, and it's super competitive, and it's a great outlet. It's a great thing. Yeah. So if you guys you know want to play a real baseball thing, let me know. Now here's the and thing: we can get in the MSBL. Listen, we'll play softball. If we get Austin drunk enough, we'll get him to play on my team because he needs to drink to be on my team. Oh, okay. So um, my, so my we'll get rigs. <laughs> Riggs would love to play. He'll be left out. I um, do have a, I, <laughs> Mad, like I, a, I do have Mad Dog Pierce and a couple others of, of our friends who are down to play in your co-ed team. I need to find that out still. Side note. But anyways, that's enough side conversation. Um, where were we at? Something about golf, right? 
It's horrible. Golf is horrible. Let's no, move oh, Okay. Up. Another thing, though, too, about the mic'd up situation. Obviously, NASCAR has been back as well. They're wearing face masks while driving, although I don't quite understand that. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to keep going. But the fact that it was like Brad Keselowski was interviewed after the race, and they're like, well, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he said what happened. Then afterwards, he goes, you know what? I'm going to end up going to the back and have myself a beer, though. It's like you're literally the stereotype of NASCAR. I'm going to go in the back and have a beer and just relax. It's like, you don't usually say that when there's fans there because you don't get that input. You don't get right. Sure. So like sure, you're sure. obviously like, here's the only good thing about this whole entire pandemic, the COVID nineteen coronavirus. We obviously missed out on our jobs. We're missing out on money. We're missing out on sports. But hopefully this is a way that you could end up changing sports as a whole, though, and you have a new perspective. Obviously, you have your TV audience, and you're not going to hear the live mic through like the house sound of right. the whole entire like. While you're there, but TV ratings as a whole, like, the Indians have good TV ratings for the most part. Imagine that if you have new fans that hear it mic'd up, too. You hear the sure, person. Sure, sure. And I can see that happening. I can see that, you know, you're, see, you're hearing Lindor, you're hearing Ramirez. I mean, Spanish only, but, you know what I mean? Because that's, I mean, Lindor can speak English a little bit, but Ramirez barely at all. Right. But you got, like, Santana. Or, that was the thing. I remember it now. The thing about the win streak, though, it was Jay Bruce. I'm not going to say anymore, but it was Jay Bruce and Edwin, and Edwin was like, I'm not doing the interview. And then Jay Bruce called him out on the spot. He was with the team for like six days. He goes, dude, do the interview. Like, I'll do it then. Like, you could do it. But anyways, though, no mean to cut you off. I just want to get to the break here soon. I saw something on Bleacher Report, and it was the 2022 Cleveland Indians lineup and starting rotation. It's looking like this, according to Bleacher Report. Your leadoff is Oscar Mercado in center. That's Nolan good. Jones at third. Good. Jose Ramirez at second. Where he should be. Fran Mil Reyes at DH. Perfect. Somehow they trade for Jack Peterson and get him in left field. <laughs> um, Bobby Bradley at first. Tyler Freeman at shortstop. Daniel Johnson in right field. And Roberto Perez at catcher. Then your starting rotation is Shane Bieber, Clevenger, Carrasco, Savali. And then your fifth starting, the fifth member of the starting rotation is Tristan McKenzie. And your closer is James Karinchek, which I like because you don't need to overpay Brad Hand when you have somebody like James Karinchek that could actually throw the ball and close out games. I like yeah, it. At one point in time, Brad Hand was decent. Well, yeah, in the first half of the 2019 season, and then he lost how to throw a you, ball. You know who I think is going to be the biggest surprise out of that entire list that you just said? He's going to be actually not in the nine spot. Nicholas Cage? Um, no. Is uh, Roberto You guys didn't hear about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was in Clevenger's sunflower of his tattoo, too. Yeah. But anyways, Roberto Perez. I, I, I think Roberto Perez is going to be the biggest surprise for the Indians in the next couple of years. I hope you he think is. Roberto Perez? The way when, when, when he stopped splitting games with Jan Gomes in yeah. the full season. I mean, he, he was. Said, I think it was, was 92-3 the fan. He said, yeah. he, he said I'm, I'm going to get 20 homers to them. Because they, they asked him, what do you think you're going to get? And he said, I'm going to get at least 20. And he was in mid-20s. Yeah, I mean, the only thing and, is, I don't, think he's, he's really really big, I don't think he's really a big surprise. I like no, Perez. I think Perez has I liked him, but I was more of a Jan Gomes guy. I was more of a Jan Gomes guy, I was too because of Jan's defense. But Roberto Perez's defense, is the same thing. it was pretty much the same thing. It just and didn't have as many throwouts. I feel like when Jan struck out too much, and he pulled the ball too much, he rolled over everything, Roberto Perez stays in the ball nicely, and he's becoming a really nice hitting catcher for the track. And if you look at the 2016 season when he was backing up for Jan Gomes and it was the World Series. Two runs in the World Series. But also, too, the My big... My buddy Tyler caught one of them. Really? 
Yeah. But one of the biggest grapes of a lot of Indians fans that I know is that the fact that Roberto Perez in 2016, when he was starting for Jan Gomes, he wasn't batting his weight. He was batting like 199. Two home runs, yeah, awesome. But it's like you've seen a guy jump from 199 average to that, mid 250s. But, but that comes with the difference of splitting time with another guy. Sure. To consistently seeing live pitching. We talked about this two weeks ago. Is you have to see live pitching. You Absolutely. can't go straight into a season. You have to see live pitching because you got to get in the rhythm. He, you got to get the timing down. But I still think he was versatile enough to do that. Like I yeah. still think he came in on key situations and was fine. Like I think he deserved a little bit more uh, praise. I guess is the right way mm-hmm. when he did have to split that time. I was yeah. definitely more of a Gums fan, uh, a Nose yeah. fan. But hey, when you look at it now, dude, he stepped up in a big way. Period. And he like, was yeah. gone. That ball- he knew. Series. Yeah, absolutely. And he knew, and that's not a joke. Like he knew right. what he was doing, and he did it well. And we finally got to see him over an entire season, and he was yes. there. He was one of the most consistent hitters in the entire league for for the catcher position, at least. Sure. And he he was so consistent. he was the only one that won the, the catcher bible or whatever. Yeah. What and, was and, it? The Fielder's Bible Award? Golden Glove? No. He won the bite. The, uh, oh, look, I'll find The Holy Spirit, but, amen. But either way, you, you got a guy now who can consistently hit, which Jan Gomes did not do that. No. The only reason Jan Gomes caught the last pitch in the World Series is because he's an excellent defensive catcher. But Roberto Perez, statistically, based on the numerics, was just as good as him. Also, Roberto Perez could stay run. healthy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So here's the thing: we're he gonna the, he, no, yeah, he won the Fielding Bible Award. I've never heard of that until now. I feel like serious? a bad sports fan. Either. Either. Yeah, no, he went. Uh, so it was him. It was, he was in the running, and it was um, damn, who was the guy from? Was it the Red Sox? I think, or the yeah, might have been the Red Sox. Is it for any position? No, no, it's catcher. Catchers only. Catchers only. Okay. He, he huh. beat him out. So it you talk like about that only. skill, though. But that's what I mean. You talk about gnome skill, and you see what happened when he left. You give Perez that opportunity to stand in front of the plate. Look what happened. He's got an award. He he hit he fine. Silver he slugger hit too. Fine. I think I guess he was. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, so you really look at it. Did we really lose anything, or did you? Were you right? Was it a hidden gem now? Yeah. yeah. Is you got, Perez our hidden gem? You got it. Jeffrey Rodriguez and you got Daniel Johnson in that trade and Jan Gomes wasn't even starting in Washington. He was flip flopping with Kurt Suzuki. Yeah. So I mean, I, 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 if I yeah. compare, if I compare what I think Roberto Perez will be like. I'm hoping for, like, a Jorge Posada. Sure. Oh, yeah. What about a Tony Pena? A Tony Pena, yeah. Something Why can't like he just be like that? Consistent 20 home runs a year. You know, he hits okay, and he's just he's behind the plate every game. Sure. Because he's he's so healthy and able to do it and able to be that great of a defensive catcher that you want him behind the plate every game. Yep. And the fans want him behind the plate. Dude, when you see somebody like it, I would never talk bad about the way, you know, Gnome's left, ever. I would never, no, not ever not talk about that. Gnome's. When I say no, never feel bad about the way Gomes left ever. But when you do have a a prime, you know, one of your starters, a a Cleveland-based person, you know, somebody who's been with a team for a while, someone who you love in that position, when that person leaves, and then you have Roberta Perez, who's like, no, no, I'll step up. Yep. You know, say it says term too. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It says I'll step up. Cleveland's my home. You have to do nothing but respect and and get behind the plate. If he's in a slump, you don't yell. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like a Veritech. In Boston, yep. he Frank was, is right. He was the worst player on the team, but he was the captain. Frank is right, though. He's got good uh, opposite field power. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great yep. opposite. Yep. That is, that is like, a like I said, Gomes, Gomes, Gomes. My biggest issue with Gomes 
he gets he gets an on speed pick. He rolls over everything. Yep. He rolls yes. over everything. Perez keeps the bat. He keeps the playing the bat through the zone so nicely that he can get to all the fields. Yeah, and it, it's, yeah. It, you want to see that out of any hitter, and especially out of your catching position. Absolutely. Well, looking at the time really quick, guys. Yep. We do have Pumpkinhead coming up. After this break, as well as I don't think we're going to end up hitting any of the topics once again on the script. I think when we get back from the interview, though, Our producers it's, it's going to end up being the whole entire idea of the players' union and the players and, and I got the whole entire financial wise. Yeah. And just for Riggs' sake, too, I want to talk about the Tom Brady documentary and Michael Jordan, how they're going sure. to copy that. But I definitely want to hit on the fact of the financials and the reason why I don't think or why we don't think baseball is going to happen. Sure. Because they're all getting screwed in the end, unfortunately. Yeah. But after this break, though, on the flip side, we'll be having Pumpkinhead with us. Cleveland Browns legend. icon. Iconic legend. legend. Iconic there we go. Iconic legend. But we'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast after this. Stay tuned. Towards morning. And we're back once again on the We Like Sports podcast with... Keith, Peyton, Riggs, and Austin. There, you went first. You thought about that when you were outside, didn't you? I really did. I seriously did. Did you guys complain to him outside? You were like, man, if you don't say me first, he you're off the show. Like, don't say, let me talk to you, pal. <laughs> I did not do that. I know he that. didn't know. Why does he have a Boston accent? Yeah, where did I get Walk your dog. Walk your dog. How about your dog? With khakis. That was a wicked intro. Tom Brady. <laughs> wicked. Tom Brady. So we do have Pumpkinhead coming out. Yeah, he's joining shortly. We're just waiting for that connection, though. In the meantime, though, and I mean, it's the same thing with Zach. Please, Zach. You get some guy that's a big following, a big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy that wears a pumpkin on his head. It's very difficult for him to see the keyboard and everything to end up joining. Yeah, but, uh, you can see it better than a Steelers fan, though. Listen. Maybe that's why he's taking his sweet yeah. time. Yeah. He's mentally preparing himself sure. to talk to somebody who's sick. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anything Payton says for the rest of the show is automatically irrelevant. Except for wow. if it's baseball. If it's baseball. Eh. <laughs> Man. Anyways, though, as we end up talking about the Browns until we end up getting Pumpkinhead joining us, Austin brought up the point, and him and I are on the same wavelength for a minute. Um, otherwise, I'm just highly more educational than him, so I ended up... I went to college for 10 years, bro. Wow, Just because I don't have an associate's doesn't mean anything. Wow. Wow. <laughs> don't say that out loud. I want you to rethink that. <laughs> you say that. But anyways, though, <laughs> as we have three Cleveland Browns fans, you have had this rumor over and over again of... Jadavion Clowney coming to the Browns and now he's getting thrown all this money and he doesn't want to come apparently. Even Adam Schefter out of all people said it. What are your guys' thoughts? Is it just too much pursuit? Is I, it just Cleveland itself? To be, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't fault I don't fault the Cleveland general manager. I, I, don't, I don't fault the management. I don't fault the front office. The fact that they're going after somebody like this is promising to me because they're willing to want to win. The fact that he's not willing to sign, even though he's getting the most money from Cleveland, that's on Jadavian Clowney. But the fact that Barry and the, the rest of the front office is going to try to be aggressive to make Cleveland as successful as you can right now, sure. rather than sure. stock picks like they normally do, mm-hmm. they're trying to win right now. And I can't fault them for that. The fact that Jadavian doesn't want to sign the contract, even though it's the most money he'd be getting in the re- throughout the rest of the league, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, who wouldn't want to be opposed to Miles Garrett? Exactly. So what if we get the opposite side of it? You would love that. I mean, it would be insane. And look at that. We got Pumpkinhead. Pumpkin Speaking of the devil. Pumpkinhead, everybody. <laughs> Although, not so much pumpkin, but... 
We still got a head, though. All right. There goes another dad joke. As we end up having him join on, though, as we were saying, though, we do have the whole entire talk about Jadavion Clowney being... Looks like he's frozen. Tyler, is he talking? I mean, there he is. You can see him. We have him. Like, up there somewhere. Oh, there it is. It's there we go. Oh, 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 that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So we do have Pumpkinhead, obviously. I, I guess if we beg enough, we ended up getting it out of him, so that's right. good. How's it going, sir? Can you guys see me? Yeah, we can yeah, see yeah. you. We can see you, yeah. We can see you, yeah. All right, I don't see my and I just see a picture of a guy and a kid with blue hair. Oh yeah, that's my that's me and my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I see a picture of some guy and some kid. That blue haired kid is my my kid. <laughs> All right, should I should I be seeing video or no? Yeah, I can see you on video. We can see you. We might have you on a green screen though, so that way you won't be able to see us. Okay, that's that's what I was wondering. Oh, transition on your phone. If you're on your phone, transition. You should be able to see this. Pretend we're Tinder and love us. Is that the rock? Um, Did it work? Let me see. Can't see you. There we are. Ah, you got us? Yep. Cool. Nice. Welcome. All right, ladies All right. and gentlemen, at this time on the We Like Sports podcast, after effort and effort and effort and some time, we ended up finally getting Pumpkinhead on the show. There's the Pumpkinhead himself. It's good to have you on, man. Thank you, brother. So What's up, what man? in the world oh, made you, you do doing? that? How did you get started? Yeah, so the story goes back in 2004, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, changed the name or the color of their helmets to a pumpkin orange. Kind of gave me the idea, spawned the whole uh, pumpkin head, and uh, I decided I was going to go to the game and wear a pumpkin on my head. They used to be, you know, authentic pumpkins. Now they're they're something I make. But uh, started off with four of them for uh, my brother and my cousins, and we all were going to go to the game, all of us, and wear these and. I don't know if we got too drunk or what happened, but it was the only only one that walked into the game was me. And it was like an instant sensation. Uh, got on the Jumbotron, TV. Um, so every, you know, kind of got bigger each week after that. So I started wearing full pads and uniforms. And nice. next thing I know, I'm doing commercials and movies and hosting tailgates and, you know, kind of grew into the the pumpkin nation where I've got my RV and now I'm traveling to away games and it's just taking on a life of its own. That's nice. awesome, man. Awesome, That's awesome. Man. Pumpkin, this is Austin from the We Like Sports Podcast. There's a friend of mine I think you might know. I played softball with him and he goes by the nickname of Joe B. Nightmare. Does that name stop? I've seen pictures of him with you at, 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 at like the um, Barley House before doing stuff. He always wears a mask as well. Usually wears the pads and everything. Yeah, Joe Belinsky. Yeah, Joe Belinsky. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's him. So you're like a local legend. I mean, you're not a local legend. You are a legend. You're just yes. a legend, period. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you know, we had uh, the guy that, what was it? Dan Tony. Dan Tony. He was a freaking pirate. You're like the dude from Sleeping Hollow. Like, dude, we are getting like a whole movie in here. <laughs> yeah. This is freaking awesome. I, you know, talking to these talking to you especially is just awesome. Just because you're, uh, you know, you said it just kind of took 
it just kind of took and just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. I mean, w when all that started happening, what was going through your mind? Were you like, holy crap, this is me now? Like, I am Pumpkinhead? Yeah, I mean, I haven't missed a game since they came back. Um, wow. You know, 99 till the present day, I haven't missed a game. You know, the Pumpkinhead kind of took off in 2004, but now it's like, you know, there was one game I just went, you know, I have two boys, they're 11 and 12, and, you know, the, the Pumpkinhead character is, it takes a lot to do it, you know, and game day, it's it's almost like a job, you know, it's like a labor of love. So one, one game I decided I wasn't going to wear it, and, you know, I went as just dad, you know, and people were like, you know, few people know it's me, but, you know, people were looking for me, and it, it's just kind of like, I've got to do it now, you know, it's just I like, can't miss... So, you know, I hear people, you know, like you guys call me a legend. It's still kind of sinking into me. I don't feel any different than any other fan. You know, I'm just, That's I have unique. He's Batman. <laughs> You're our Batman. You really are. Like, you are like, you can't just go to a game as Bruce Wayne, man. You've got to go as Batman. Like, this can't, you're the hero we need. <laughs> Um, this is Riggs of the We Like Sports Podcast. Um, being a diehard Cleveland Browns fan as myself, I bleed orange and brown. I don't care what anybody says. Our colors are not ugly. What is the what is your least uh, favorite team in the AFC North? Does that question even need to be asked? I mean, I kind of want to hear it. We need to hear it. Oh, you need to hear it? The Schittsburg Steelers. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just want to say, I love you, man. You're you are awesome. the hero we this, need. This guy here, Peyton, unfortunately, he's he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but we bully him all the time. Uh, oh. Hopefully, the Browns will start bullying the Steelers like uh, Miles Garrett did to Mason Ruff more often. But <laughs> he's our cousin that don't know better. Yeah, he, we, we, we let him on the show, you know, even though it's a show. <laughs> Everybody's got a goofy cousin, right? <laughs> so when you travel around and you do all this stuff, what, I mean, the recognition is obviously there. You sign autographs and stuff. I mean, you have to be, right? I'd ask for it. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've done a couple autographs and it's usually for like little kids and stuff. And, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, being a dad, I like doing a family friendly, you know, family character. So I try to like, you know, definitely embrace the kids when they come up to me, you know, like I wish I could tie balloon animals for them and stuff, but really it's most <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Um, this is Riggs once again on the We Like Sports Podcast. Um, since, you know, that is your helmet, that's your thing, that's, that's you. Has one of your kids ever like tried to take that to school to impress their friends? They, actually, that's a good question. They, my, my two boys actually have their own personalized helmets. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. Yeah, because I so, remember that. So if Take we me. get one made up, like if we get somehow just like, you know, we do something, will you sign it for us so we can put it on the We Like Sports podcast stuff? Absolutely. Oh, awesome. dude, we got nice. to do it. Awesome. And you have to look at that yes, every, every show. <laughs> or as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, what if I wear it? Ooh. Oh, no. Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That's incredible. We gotta get one. If All right, so <laughs> the Browns end up not winning, if the Browns win the division or else finish better than the Steelers, I'll do it. We heard right, it. You heard, you heard it, it first. You heard it, so you heard it here, everybody. So, Pumpkin, as, as an optimist Browns fan myself, I can never remember not predicting the Browns to go 8-8. Eight eight. It happens every year. Exactly. Unfortunately, I've been wrong for so many years in a row. But but see, seeing the way things have happened with, with the moves they've made in the offseason, the, the, the offensive 
line has gotten a lot better. Do you have a realistic prediction for this year, or are you going with like a homer sense like I do? Yeah, I mean, after last year, I went on record like I was on the you know interviewed by the LA Times, the New York Post, ESPN, NFL Network. And uh, I was definitely in the, on the hype train, and I told everybody 12 and four. And I, you know, like like everybody, you know, the hype was there, the team was there. Unfortunately, the coaching wasn't there, and and we fell flat on our face. So I mean, I'm going to refrain from any predictions this year. I just oh, don't right. think that after what happened last year, you know, being a fanboy and stuff. Of course, I want to say you know 12 and four or 11 and five. But uh, I'm just going to say my expectations for this year are the playoffs, especially with that extra seating. So anything short of a playoff berth, I'll be disappointed. So let me ask you a question. Nick. You brought something up real quick. You said that the coaching wasn't there. I believe it was I believe it was part of the coaching. Is that what you think happened last year? Do you think we hyped it up too much and the coaches didn't know what to do? Freddie Kitchen specifically? Freddie Kitchen specifically? Way over his head. I mean, um, you know, even before they hired Freddie, you know, they – you know, again, I, I get interviewed a lot and do a lot of these types of shows. And um, I really thought that the, the coach they should have hired was Bruce Arians and then bring in Freddie as the OC. I know he was like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And I thought it would have worked out fantastic. Bruce Arians wanted to come here. I think he's going to have major success in Tampa, you know, especially with uh, bringing in Tom Brady. But oh, yeah. still, the guy wanted to come here. I, he was experienced. And I really think they uh, – missed the boat last year but with that being said you know uh, Kevin Stefanski seems like an up-and-comer he's very intelligent um from what I heard about him he's not uh but but he's not a disciplinarian he just commands respect and I think the players are going to uh really play for this guy and uh I'm pleasantly surprised with Andrew Barry you know I thought that was uh Sashi Brown's protege and I really didn't think they would be aggressive in the draft or in free agency and boy did they prove us wrong so you know I really think the sky's the limit but uh, again I'm, I'm not making any uh, predictions this year I'm just going to say playoffs are bust Nice. I've got another question for you. Uh, with, with, with Stefanski coming over, and I, I feel like he'd be a good fit for Baker, uh, do, do you believe that this really is a make-or-break year for Baker Mayfield? Um, yes and no. I, I feel like this is the first year in, his, in a new system, so that's definitely going to give him some, you know, learning curve, so to speak. But I also feel that this is his third year, and this is when franchise quarterbacks really – take that leadership role and take the team to that next level. And, you know, being that he's the first overall pick, those type of players that are selected that high need to put the team on their back and take the team to know where they're expected to go, especially in year three. So it could be a a make or break year, but I really think that, you know, expectations aren't there. I think he will get a fourth year. Okay. Um, I have a question. Um, Out of all the Cleveland Brown quarterbacks you've seen come and go, off the shores of Lake Erie, and there's been a whole bunch of them. Which Cleveland quarterback has gave you the biggest headache every Sunday? The biggest headache? Hmm. I say Jeff Garcia, in my opinion. Charlie Fry. Charlie Fry. <laughs> Our biggest headache, like heartache, or just biggest headache as in, like, you know, expectations, not fulfilling those expectations? All of the, all of the above? Yeah, both. Let's go both. Let's go heartache, then headache. All right, so heartache would definitely have to be Johnny Manziel. I mean, mm. being that 
he was a media darling. You know, my boys and I have met him several times, and I'll tell you, he, he knew how to play the media. When those cameras were on, he was the nicest guy. He'd sign autographs. He'd give my kids their glove, his gloves, you know, game, whatever. They sat at his locker. He was awesome. The moment those cameras were off, he wouldn't even acknowledge us. It was wow. just like, you know, and then obviously we know what happened on the field, you know, and, you know, the Billy Manziel and all that nonsense. So, yeah, definitely, you know, and, and, with that even being said, I even went to New York for uh, the draft at Radio City, and when they drafted Johnny, you know, we I was there personally, and it, we just went crazy. Wow. So, yeah, that is definitely the heartache. Um, as far as heartbreak, I'm going to have to go with Kelly Holcomb. You know, he was, uh, I would say Derek Anderson's a close second, but uh, Kelly Holcomb, you know, when we, uh, I believe, what, we, what year was it, 0-2 when we went to the playoffs against Shipsburg? You know, uh, we didn't pull out and we, we had the halftime lead and they just came back. So definitely, uh, you know, Kelly Holcomb. I, 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 got, I, I just got to tell you this story because it's, it's, it's just it's one of my favorites. Uh, when the Browns drafted Johnny Manziel, obviously they ju- uh, drafted Justin Gilbert earlier in the draft. And we were all at the bar and we were really disappointed. So we're like, hey, let's go to the strip club. So we go down to, <laughs> to Larry Flint's Buster Club and we're down there. You know, just hanging around and we, we see, oh my God, the Browns traded back into the first round. So my buddy had an app on his phone and he changed all the TVs in the strip club to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and then they drafted Johnny Manziel and we all stood up and started doing the money sign and everything. And they're like, are, are, does that mean you're, all the girls were like, is, does that mean you're giving us money? We're like, no, we got Johnny football. <laughs> <laughs> You got him excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. much, right? Well, Pumpkinhead, I have a question too. As a Browns fan, or as a Steelers fan, what? <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> I'm just so in with the crowd that I ended up slipping up. As a Steelers fan, though, I do have a two-part question. Though, I'll kiss you on the forehead, dude. <laughs> As a two-part question, though, one being the whole entire Jadavion Clowney situation, obviously it seems that it came out today that he's not quite interested in the money aspect for the Browns, and like he's kind of getting scared away, as well as the second part to the question being, do Cleveland Browns players end up recognizing you as, like, do they end up acknowledging you from the standpoint of, like, the pumpkin head, or do you end up having any of those interactions with the players and, like, they end up recognizing you instead of you recognizing them at all? Um, so, what the first part of the question with Jadavian Clowney, I don't really have a, a feel on this guy. I mean, obviously, I think that it would be a, I, I, I would like to see him come here. I think him and Miles would be a, you know, a reckoning. I don't know how they would stop that. Um, but, you know, Cleveland does not have a good track record of being a stable franchise, even though Adam Schefter, uh, he reported that the Cleveland Browns offered him the most money. So he's been, you know, holding out on free agency or whatever, you know, and uh, I, I just don't think he's after the money. I think he's after, you know, uh, winning. And I don't, maybe he's not sold on winning here in Cleveland. Uh, Second part of the question, um, I don't know, refresh my memory, what was that again? Players recognize you. Oh, players recognize you. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially some of the alumni, they've, they've really taken a, um, a liking to me. To, to name a few, Bernie Kozar and Eric Metcalf have become uh, close personal friends of mine. You know, uh, it, it's just kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting to know Baker a little bit here and there. Um, some of the other players, you know, uh, you know, when they signed Dwayne Bowen, they had the uh, uniform reveal. 
he recognized me. He put my helmet on my, you know, at the uniform reveal. So that was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, people, you know, the players definitely know who I am. I do uh, take part in a lot of charity events with the players. Um, That's incredible. Obviously, you know, my character is very legitimate. And uh, if, if you see my outfit, you know, you know where it's coming from. It's not something I'm, I'm purchasing. So, you know, I, I think that validates, you know, what I'm doing and who I am. Nice, nice. Um, oh, um, this is Riggs once again. Um, were you at the Browns game when we started throwing the bottles on the field? Yes, I, I, I was. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. If there had been a bottle around me, I definitely would have launched one on the field. But all <laughs> I could find was an empty popcorn container and it didn't make it too far. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Austin again. Uh, luckily, I, I was I was blessed enough to be at the, the, the Browns-Jets game Thursday night. Baker Ooh. made his debut. And that was the first time I've ever felt actual electricity in the air. I also was at the game last year where Miles Garrett had his incident with Mason Rudolph, and I never felt so uncomfortable in my life. Did did the Miles the Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph incident remind you a lot of the Bottlegate incident? Bottlegate. Yep. Well, I mean, it's funny you brought up both of those um, those plays or those um, experiences at the stadium because, as you know. I sit in the corner of the uh, end zone opposite the dog pound right above the visitor's tunnel. And, you know, coincidentally, both of those, uh, you know, remarkable plays in Cleveland Browns history happened right in front of me. You know, that uh, that pass from Jarvis Landry to Baker right in the end zone was right yeah. directly in front of me. And then, you know, the, the head, you know, head to the helmet, you know, Miles Garrett incident, again, happened right in front of me, but you couldn't um, – pick two more opposite you know uh you know experiences yeah the electricity was there for baker for sure i can remember the the hair staying up on the back of my neck and losing my voice and then honestly with the whole miles incident we didn't even know what happened until uh you know they replayed it and, and you know you know twitter and instagram and every social media started going off just because of the way it happened with all the players but what we did notice immediately was um pouncey stomping on his head you know that was pretty clear after the play so yeah it, it was definitely uh you know something uh, i'll never forget absolutely that's crazy wow yeah that, those are two of the craziest experiences i've ever had at, at, at any Cleveland sporting event and it just happened that like they were just total polar opposites and it was like it was just wild. That's my little man. Do you ever think one day, hey, hey, is, is that is that does he have his a uh, his uh, pumpkin head? Other pumpkin head too. Uh, his his put away for the season, but uh, those are the pumpkin seeds. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Nice. <laughs> my producer telling me to get out. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so you ever want to mix it up and why, like I want to see you one day. Like I want to go to the, the to the Jake or progressive field. I'm gonna progress. I want to see you with the pumpkin head at the Jake one day. Like just to mess people up. Just see what happens. You ever think about doing that? You know, actually, you know, my friends have kind of gave me an idea to go to an Indians game and. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. One idea that I did want to do was they have um, a mascot night at uh, the Cavs games. Or I, I'm sorry, it's called the superhero night. I thought I'd blend right in with that. So yes. that's something yes, I'd like absolutely. to do. Absolutely, yes. Nice. Are, when, uh, when things finally get back to normal, are you going to still be hosting the uh, pregame parties at the uh, Barley House? Absolutely. We'll be right. right. <laughs> we got to do a show there one time. How awesome would that be? 
hey, you guys are welcome to come over and do anything you guys want. Oh, man. Awesome. We appreciate it. Nice. Is he going to take up the mantle? Is that what's happening next? I can't Little man, talking to you. What? Can go ahead and ask him again. Are you taking the mantle? Are you going to be the next pumpkin head for, our, for, my, for my son's generation? Um... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be an old man like I remember his daddy. I yeah, that's right. That's right. My dad interviewed his dad. Yeah, one well, pumpkin head. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, guys, do you have any more questions at all for Pumpkinhead? I know I'm the disappointment of this whole entire interview. That's why I just shut yeah, my mouth. Are. Um, no questions. Just um, I like the fact that you are a true Browns fan. No matter how many times we get that butt whooped by certain teams, no matter how bad or how ugly our jerseys or our uniforms look. To certain people i appreciate you and i love you for that my dude seriously yeah, absolutely hopefully we'll i appreciate be able to it thank you contact and, and kind of chat and you know we always like to, to to grow the the podcast and stuff like that and it'd be awesome to have you in person one day here in our studio yeah after all this yeah. clears up yeah after all everything clears up for sure yeah keep me in mind and you know if you guys want to do another interview i'm always available that's definitely awesome. Awesome. I, got, I have the steelers fan as your number now too can so I, I might be texting during the season can i text you that i'll text you my number so that way you have sanity to talk about. <laughs> Dude, you got me it a favor before you go uh make sure you say hi to joe for me joe Belinsky for me i will time you see him. I, i'm gonna text him as soon as we hang up all right <laughs> tell, tell him austin from the unknown softball team Got it. <laughs> right. Thanks, Thanks so much, time. man. That's good. Thank you so much, Paul. Good. <laughs> you too. You too, Thanks man. Will do. Sounds great. Well, that was freaking awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I love that. That was, that was, that was cool. And the, oh man. Oh man. I do. I, I, love, I love. I love my Cleveland Browns. I really do. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. How can you not? When you talk, really you right. cannot. You cannot not love them. No. Hold on a second. I just want to thank you because I'm the one that booked that interview, even though I am. Oh, so now we're fan. doing thank yous. We're yeah, doing okay. thank acknowledgments. Thank you, Peyton, for this, booking. This studio is pretty cool. Thank you, Keith. Listen, you and I both have to go on Jimmy Fallon and write out those thank you notes. <laughs> thank you. On Austin, for showing up this week and being super tan. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Riggs, for taking us to break and talking baseball when we get back. Thank you, Peyton, for booking the pumpkin head. When we get back on the We Like Sports Podcast, we're going to talk some baseball, right? Right. We'll see you after this break. And we're back on the We Like Sports Podcast with Riggs, Peyton, Austin, and Keith. I think I went yes, another I order this time. <laughs> As long as I'm not last, uh, no. I could be last. I was the last to join the show. You can make me last. I'll make sure we all, you know, I have was our the last time. to join the show. <laughs> yeah, Man, cool. that's back in that other station days when we weren't in a studio. We'll just draw a red stadium, line. You mean? Yeah. The stadium. Yeah. Draw Even though line. my left hand disappears, we're still in the stadium. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Why do you have green on your hand? Because he got choked from behind. Uh, right? No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> wrong guy. Uh, wrong guy. <laughs> anyways, though. <laughs> anyways, though. Um, obviously, Bartolo Colon. He's 47 <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Bartolo Colon, Keith. Focus. I'm sorry. Focus. Tyler's being Tyler, and he actually got me this time. <laughs> I'd rather be a Tyler than a, another name. <laughs> but uh, that'd be a Dave. Yeah, um, <laughs> just get on, get on with it. <laughs> it's one shot a week. What you about know, Bartolo? You know all about shots, right? 
Yeah, you threw out about 20 of them the one night. We yeah. thought we were, we were talking yeah, about dude. getting a gang war. Yeah, I thought we, had to, <laughs> thought we were going to go back to Cleveland and throw some fish, dude. <laughs> Bartolo Colon? Yeah, Bartolo Colon. Um, anyways, that uh, turned 47, I think, last week yes. or the week before. I, I know last week we completely forgot about the script, and actually the Paul George thing was actually a part of that, so that's why I wanted to hit it right away today. Sure. But uh, anyways, though, Bartolo Colon, age 47, still wants to play, has said that he'd more than likely want to play with the Mets, but also he said, I'm open to going anywhere. What if, I mean... Here's the situation I'm thinking. You have Clevenger, Bieber, Carrasco, if he's able to start. If not, you can put him in the bullpen as a long relief sure. guy. Have Bartolo Colon in there with Savale and Plesak. I think I think Cologne's past his age, man. I, I, listen, Jamie Moyer pitched until fifty-one. Listen, listen, but, but, listen but th- that was a different game. You still had those guys. Listen, nowadays you know you have to throw seventy pitches and you're done. Right? They don't want you to go over 100 pitches. They don't exactly. want you to do that. Cologne, with the way his arm is right now, he's old. They're not going to let him throw over 50. Right. Like, like you said, middle reliever or something like that. I don't see him starting no. whatsoever. Not just that. No, just, you know, I'm not trying to be funny about his age or his, uh, you know, because of his, his, you know, he's not youth anymore. But... Can I thought still, you were going to take a stab at his weight. No, 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 but can he, he still can go? I was going to, but I was going to, but I wasn't going to take a stab at it. Can he still go? Can he still condition himself like the athlete that he was? Is he, if he's that serious about a comeback, is he doing something about it now? You do realize Cologne was given the option, right? Did you guys hear about this? Cologne was given the option. Lose 70 pounds and get an extra million dollars on yep. his contract. I remember Or don't, this. and he said no. That's how Cologne's always yeah. been. Look, he's a pitcher. He knows he's a pitcher. He doesn't want to be anything other than a pitcher, but he can't go the distance. I know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's not I, I, don't, I don't want to see Bartolo Cologne in a baseball uniform unless he's in the National League so I can see him hit. Yeah. I, that's yes. the only way I want to. I'd probably take to see Bartolo Cologne stand at the plate. That's Bartolo can hit dingers. I mean, you know, he hit one in San Diego. He hit a dinger. Off the, off the uh, what is it? Dinger. The, uh, the building, the building, in San Diego. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Factory. Yeah. yeah. Who's older, Bartolo? No, yeah, Bartolo's way older than CC Sabathia. Never mind. Yeah, no. yeah. But the thing is, Bartolo Cologne is still getting the trade, though. Like when the Indians traded him, that trade's still paying off. Like every player that they've had since then He's has right. been somehow like the Shaq yeah. theory. Like all these players played with Shaq in the NBA Finals. It's the dumb same thing with Martello Colon. It is. It is paying off. You're right. I heard Rick bring up Cece. Did you guys see how in shape Cece Sabathia yeah. got? Yeah. No, Actually, no. why don't I just cue up wow. our producer though too before we end up getting into the whole entire like rest of the baseball thing? What about Joe Thomas and him being in shape too? Yes. I mean, this dude is jacked. Uh, uh, Hawking ended up making a joke on Twitter saying that, like, hey, I used to be a part of the mainstream. I was the main attraction. Now it's Joe Thomas's turn. Yeah. He ended up being in the Titan Games, ended up winning the Titan Games against a firefighter. And, like, he's not, like, any slouch whatsoever. He's not skinny. He's built tall, like 6'6", 200-something pounds. Like, look at him. Yeah. Honestly, he is jacked. And he, yes. That's like, a six-million-dollar yeah. man right yeah. there. Like, he can still play possibly if he yeah, wanted exactly. To. And if you're a Browns fan, if he's in that shape right there... Would you want him to play? Yes, come back to Berea, homie. Come back, please. But now, see the same thing. Would you rather have CC Sabathia or would you rather have Bartolo Colon? Look at Bartolo Colon. I'll take CC Sabathia. Look at Bartolo Colon doesn't give I'll a crap. What, the, CC's uh, getting ripped. CC was even able to play up until about, what, a year and a half, two years ago? 
The shape he's in now, he could play for another year. <laughs> but, you, but you have seen Bartolo Colon, the famous play of him grabbing it, throwing it behind his back. Oh, yeah. First. He still is an athlete. I'm not he's, saying Colon is an athlete. Well, but pitchers are a different breed. They're not necessarily we saw athletes. They're a different breed. CC too, yeah. also ended up losing weight when he ended up joining the Yankees, too, I want to say. He had to. This yeah, is all in their it contract. Was, yeah, it was their rule with the you Yankees. Know, they're trying to get these pitchers who are pitching, you know, 16-plus years and be a Lifer, like like Kluber was supposed to be an Indians lifer. I honestly think though, and I said this in the past, I think his career starts to go downhill. Sadly, I think I I think Kluber's done. Kluber's done, just like Miller's done with the injuries and him trying to be prideful and try to hide it against management. You 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 let your team down, and this year too, if it's a complete loss as well. Corey Kluber is like 35. That, yeah. Those years are ticking, brother. Yeah. But he that's why he didn't become legit until he was almost 30 years old. But that's yeah, the point. exactly. Exactly. Two that's that's, that's, also, that's also credit to the Indians' developmental staff. They are so good at developing oh, pitches. Oh, we've seen that. Yeah. We they could make anybody. Well, Cliff Lee, Cece Zabathio, Bartolo Colon. I mean, you're looking at all these players. But to Carlos have, Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco. But Dang, to have, Salazar. Oh, Salazar. And even Shane Bieber now. Yeah, Shane Bieber. But you have these – right now with the Indian situation, you need to have players that – especially pitchers that are going to be here for two, three, four years if you're going to try to win a race. Yes. And there's CC Sabathia right now up on the screen coming up shortly. Up shortly. There we go. I mean, look at him. He's a man beast. You know what I mean? He's that man's going to throw what? Can, can, can that person right there throw an easy 95? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I, I mean, think he could. He, he was, could. what, 300-plus pounds when he was with the Indians? He's retired now. Yeah. I'm 99% sure he's retired. He's not yeah. playing with the Yankees. And now Yankees, he's right. in probably the best shape of his life. Yeah. And, 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 but you and know, that, that, that also happened with Joe Thomas. Yeah. Joe Thomas retired cool. and got in the best shape of his life. He didn't need to keep the weight. Yeah. You're, exactly. not, you're not waking up doing two-a-days or practice or, you know, batting cages. You know, so you, you can wake up in condition whenever the hell you want. Honestly. And not have to have that fallback because we talked about it earlier and a couple shows behind. These pitchers, the way they're conditioning now, injury prone because they're going for bigger, faster, stronger. Yep. That's not what a pitcher's supposed to be. Let a pitch. you remember Nolan Ryan, for God's sakes, pitches whole games. Whole games he would pitch whole games. And we didn't have to worry about that. What now, did he pitch? Whole games. All right. Whole games. Whole games. But you don't not have a game. Whole. But you don't have like, you don't see that anymore. You don't see players doing that because of, of the way the coaches run everything. You got three pitchers sometimes in an inning, depending on if they're batting right or left. To, to, to bring back from two weeks ago, when we had my former coach, uh, Mark Zofgon, yeah. we were talking about the fact of a 7-8 game. What would that do for these veterans who don't necessarily have to go out there and throw six innings every time? And they could go out there and throw five innings and get to the bullpen, and yeah. you, you win a game because they kept in the game for five innings. You, exactly. you, if you can only go five innings in a game nowadays, it's like, eh, you got a 50-50 shot of winning the game. But if you go five innings in today's game with a seven inning rule, and these, these older, these older, he's laughing. You're making me laugh. <laughs> I've They're seen several articles too that it's just the fact of like if the games end up actually being played outside of the whole entire salary cap stuff, what I do want to hit on still because they're absolutely getting screwed over. But if you end up having that seven-inning game, I've seen several articles that are saying like, oh, 
the Cleveland Indians are best suited for this because they could have guys going six innings, five innings. You have your setup guy, and then you have yeah. your closer. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the thing is, too, is look at 2016. If you have a good starting, like, pitcher, give you six innings, you have a guy pitch the seventh, the eighth, the ninth. That's it. That's all you need. But you yeah. need offense. You need runs to score. So, like, it's just absolutely ridiculous that don't like not the only way they could succeed, but the possibility of the Indians succeeding. But it's not happening. Right, right. But like looking at like the whole entire proposal thing, that they're saying that if you make thirty five million dollars in twenty twenty, you would be making seven point eight million dollars. That's more than twenty-two million dollars that you're making twenty percent. But here's but the what's, problem: what's that do for the for the for the low guys, you know, barely making league minimum. They're, they're, those contracts are only about five hundred thousand. Ten million dollars, you would be getting two point nine million, and a player making one million dollars is four hundred thirty-four thousand. Yeah. The minor leagues, the Oakland Athletics, for example, that aren't playing their play, paying their players after the thirty-first. They're making roughly, I forgot how much it was about, probably around the same same thing. thing. Just enough for somebody that's an athlete to live their life. Because we can live obviously off that much. Okay, okay, that's my point. But that's different. No, it's not different. These people, are you telling, so you don't eat steak tomorrow. You sit there and you buy a damn hamburger from somewhere. Are you kidding me? We're trying to get the, no, it wasn't Harper. Who was it? Said it best. Harper. We are tired of listening to millionaires bitch over pennies because that's exactly what it is shut up put a bat in your hand play the damn game and take the fact that you have millions of people losing jobs and you're complaining that you're not going to be able to buy a Ferrari tomorrow you punk put a bat in your hand and play that's how I feel like that about with, uh, with Josh Gordon and yeah. his, uh, his self-medication situation I'm like dude let the National Football League tell me Lacante, you have to put that stuff down guess what yes sir Mr. Goodell that's sir. right that's <laughs> Because I'll never see that type of money in my bank account. Here's the thing, though. You're saying that millionaires are bitching about pennies and whatnot. Sure. You're also dealing, and this is something that's always brought up, and this is the only thing that's making sense to me and why I agree with the players. You are having billionaires argue with millionaires. You're right. So you're having the Dolans that are... are, Look at Mike Trout. Look at all these... Bryce Harper, $400 million. Yeah, that's exactly Manny Machado. They're able to get them. They're giving out much money in, in return for all that money. They're not able to pay their players their correct salary? You're a billionaire. Imagine the Browns. Look at but also, but Jimmy also, Haslam in, if he's in, not paying in, his guys. I, I never want to defend billionaires, but in their defense, who won the World Series last year? The team that did not, that did sign, not sign the yes, $400 million. But, but who ended up winning the World Series? Okay, well, let me ask the players won the World Series, not the goddamn billionaires. Well, let me ask you a question, though. That's fine. Let's say this company. No, no, no. He's right. Not, not the gosh doggone things. Let me ask you this. I'm though. sorry. That was my first slip up. And it like was. Four, it was. Four oh, thank you. Well, listen. <laughs> you have millionaires. If I own a company and I can't do something because my company is sick with this fake pandemic thing and I'm supposed to not be able to do anything, you're telling me that it's my responsibility to pay my employees out of my pocket? Hell no, it's not. Get a job. If I'm saying you can come back, come back. 
and play. So I can't afford to pay you $50 an hour, but I can afford to pay you 30. Guess what, you get $30 an hour. Can't buy a Ferrari, drop down to a freaking Porsche. But it's also not the fact that they're the millionaires, like Trevor Bauer has stated, it's not the fact that he's not getting paid, it's these minor league guys. Like we've literally interviewed story. Max Herman. Yeah. He's in the yeah. Angels organization, a minor leaguer. If he played for the A's, yeah, yeah, this yeah. upcoming, what, Friday? Yeah. He's done getting paid. And I see, think this Saturday up. or Sunday. He's done getting paid for the year. But see, Trevor Bauer is saying, hey, I don't care about for myself. Like, I get it. But it's the minor leaguers that are working their way up that who knows if they end up losing the love of the game because you, of money. But yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, though, I'll tell you what, they have a chance now to go out and play when everybody else doesn't want to play. I'd be taking advantage of that. I played I played for five years of wood bat baseball. Out of the 10 years this, in college, not right? Make, yeah, not make, not, not make this different gimmick. <laughs> not making a single penny, but I played. I sure. played for free. For the love of the game. For the yeah. love of the game. And that's what I'm saying. Because, because I still wanted the chance. To play. I wanted the chance yeah. to, to make money. I did it. It's just, but I still, I mean, I still do it again. I just can't back people who are like, I want four hundred million. You're not getting paid a half a billion dollars to play the same game my son plays in a park. Like that's not gonna happen, and it shouldn't happen. Right. This whole thing is avoided once baseball puts a cap on their crap. And we've, they we've always that. talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They, they do yeah. need a cap, and it's yes. like, it's like baseball. It's like it's Christmas. It's it rains money for those athletes. Yeah. Basketball, yeah. it rains money. Tyler, for where's guys. the money at? I'm for it to drop, Foot- you could do that, it's right? Like football, it's like they make those guys like grind out so much harder. They do. They I remember do. JJ Watt too, like tweeted Steph Curry. He goes, "Man, maybe I should have played basketball." That's right. With all that money, you guys yeah. get rain yeah. out the ceilings. Like, why not is- put a cap on it? You want to talk about the minor leagues? That's a whole nother thing, dude. That has nothing to do with the players. Yeah, you're not being stupid. That, that's like saying that's like defending uh, G League players in the NBA. NBA G League players, they're you're not professionals. Dude, they are professionals. But they're not major leaders. But you guys are attacking me. I'm on his side. Yes. No, shut up. I'm on your side when it comes to the minor league. They need to get paid. Yeah, they need yeah. to have bigger. But that's an issue that isn't related to them complaining about not making millions of dollars running down a white chalk line. But also, also if you're, if you're cutting back so much, why can't you afford that $50,000 contract for a single sure. player? And I agree with that. And that, like the I thing agree. is, too, is I'm saying this, and I, and I don't mean to brag at all because I know I bring up the radio station a lot, but it's two types of sports talk. It's sure a different opinion you hear, and that's that's the stuff I love because you hear a different opinion. My boss at the radio station, Troy Baumgartner, I know he's probably not watching because he doesn't have me on Facebook, but if he ends up hearing this somehow, he's gotten to the point that he said that, yeah, I gotta do what I gotta do, right? But anyways, though, he's gotten to the point, though, that he thinks it's at a standstill it because is. in 2021, you know what happens? The Players Association and the owners... The agreement. They have to end up figuring out agreement. So they're taking as much as possible sure. to see how much BS that these players will put up with until they go, quit messing with my money. But they did that in 94. Yeah. The stupid yes. thing. Yeah. There, there, there was a strike in 94. Thing. We got no season in 94. No, and it's the same crap because they're complaining about it. Dude, listen, do you have any idea? I watch baseball from a couch on a TV. I don't have. I, I don't watch baseball from a penthouse with my supermodel girlfriend who's married to Nick Switch. 
Richard because he's a douchebag. Like, I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. But, like, if you look at, seriously, if you look at the, the people who are watching it, blue-collar people, yes. people who work, are not understanding why these players are going, I can't just take $400,000 for maybe three months. Shut up and take it. Exactly. Shut up, Shut and, up take and take it. it. Give me league minimum right now. Yes. Right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it shows how humble we are, and it's just, you know, they're so used to that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, only four hundred. this? Come on now. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm telling you, Nick Swisher is somewhere talking to these people, going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. That's because Nick Swisher's a D-bag, and he's that type of player that always wanted more money because he wasn't very good and he sucked. But, like, the thing is, too, it sucks, though, it, besides Nick Swisher. <laughs> but anyways, though. Bro, Ohio, cuz. Bro, Ohio. Bro, Ohio, we'd love to have you on the show. No, we wouldn't. I, I would. Do. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyways, though, like, the thing is, is that, like, in literally, there's four of us. One out of four people think that baseball, like, I'm understanding because if I'm putting myself in the shoes of any player... It sucks. Yeah. No matter what. Obviously, like, I would probably be just as mad if I didn't end up having any type of income. Like, just like the average Joe on the street that end up losing their job. Like, I get that. But the fact of the matter is, is you literally are screwing with a player's money. And, like, obviously, so much factors, though. Like, there's no fans. Fans are income. Francisco Lindor, if this would not have happened, he wouldn't have ended up either way. If This this is just another excuse for Lindor to say, I don't want to sign yes, because is. there's no attendance money. It the is. Dolans aren't going to pay. And the owners are going to use that as an excuse. And when you're an owner that owns a corporation, I mean, look at Progressive. How much money? What is the net worth of Progressive? The oh, insurance billions, company. Billions. So they're having the name on the stage. And the fact in that the Dolans are billionaires, you just have so much money up in the air that's not being spent. It just, it's so irritating and it pisses me off to the point that it just doesn't fall into place. It's not deserved for the players to go out there and just do what the billionaire that it, it just comes down to an ownership literally owning you. Yeah, and no, that, that, they, they, don't, they, they don't own you. They what per, you I'm sorry, a contract. They, they own you. Dumbass LeBron James, I'm sorry, saying, oh, we're all slaves. What the hell slave do you know makes $60 million on a pair of freaking shoes? Like, are you kidding me? You're not all slaves, you moron. You signed a piece of paper that goes to, from Swisher to Trout to Harper to everybody. You know, oh, you can walk out of there any minute. These people are getting paid millions of dollars to swing a bat, Peyton. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing my stance though, Keith. Well, you gotta, up, that's why right. that, you ever hear the saying? You ever the saying when they say rich people are so cheap? Yeah. They never spend any money. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's right. Yes. Look at the donuts. I guarantee you know, like you go out to eat dinner with the donuts. Oh yeah, he's got this. He's got this. He's gonna look at you and be like, Hey, you wanna uh, cash at me? You're half of the. <laughs> <laughs> what? Literally. In perfect Do you want to inside Lindor or not? <laughs> <laughs> That is the thing, though. They are willing to do that, though. They they say enjoy him. Fans cry and moan, and they I go, did. you know what? If you want him to stay so bad, give me the money. Show me the money. You can only give some. Dude, are you telling me that if we go to the state, we go, we go. I'm to sweating. The so I know it's hot as hell in here, man. Like it is burning up. Thank God we only have like two more minutes left. I can't handle oh, this anymore. Yeah. But like it's so irritating. I hate you, Mike Dwine. 
God. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> it's literally just the worst thing because this is all at a standstill because the owners want to see how much sand in the sandbox box no, they can take goes, away from the players. It goes both ways. It, the, the, there has to be a meeting in the middle. These yes. people have to realize that they cannot complain about millions of dollars when you're swinging a bat at a ball. But billionaires... <laughs> you drive around a poor neighborhood and be like, wow, I have it better than this guy. That's what I'm saying. Oh, maybe I, I can better. take 400000 Dude, that's so bad. Damn, man. Don't got it so yeah. bad. Oh, I'm billionaires sorry. start getting in the cages. Maybe I can get back in the league. I'll take 20000 20, a year. That's Don't, because we need you on this podcast. <laughs> no, you can't go anywhere. But the thing is, though, is to wrap it up as a whole... They're, again, billionaires. Who's making more in the situation? Billionaires that are doing nothing? Or players that are getting paid millions? They're all losing massive amounts of money right now. That's why it's so, that's why it's so drastic that they get something. You have the Dolans who are losing money a lot. I mean, they are. Because regardless, if they sign that contract, they're going to have to get paid at some point. So if you look at exactly what the Dolans are doing, what baseball's doing as a whole, baseball's going, look, we'll do ad revenue, we'll do ad sharing, we'll do all that or whatever. And the problem is the players are going, no, it's not good enough for me. 20% blah, I want, I want 100% of my contract. Nobody said ever we wanted COVID to do this. Nobody said, you got COVID, I can't wait for this to happen. Nobody wanted well, that. The thing. Like, <laughs> literally, like, like, do you realize that, that, that literally it was the Oprah of COVID. You get COVID, you get COVID, you get COVID. <laughs> everybody gets COVID and now everybody's complaining about we're, we're sympathizing with millionaires because who play a child's game. The billionaires took 20%. That was fine. The we're okay with it. You're a Bernie Sanders supporter. This is your wet dream. <laughs> this is exactly what you want. <laughs> and you're complaining. <laughs> this is a sports podcast and not a politics podcast. But anyways, they take 20% and then they go, no, that's not good enough. I want to take 20 more. That's BS in my opinion. Anyways, though, as we wrap it up, I know Keith's going to end up... Somebody's going to do something stupid here in a minute. It might be me taking a shirt off because it's so damn hot. I I should be taking my shirt off. Yours is already halfway off! Anyways, <laughs> next week, Wednesday, 7.30 to 9.30, the Wheelix Sports Podcast, tune in, as well as 9 a.m. Thursday morning, a.k.a. tomorrow, YouTube, 9 a.m., you, Wheelix Sports Podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. That'll be the replay of the show. This is one hell of a show. It was debateful. It involved money. It did. I Give me the rest of your money because I think I deserve 20% of it. I'll put my pants on right now for you to kiss my ass. That's not a very good... All right, we should leave. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>